Greetings, citizens, and welcome to Unknown. I'm Jason McClellan. Thanks for hanging out with me. It's been an interesting, I guess I'll go with interesting, an interesting couple of weeks in the world of UFOs. You've likely seen the flood of headlines about the Navy's latest comments regarding those now well-known UFO videos that were released to the public back in December 2017 by To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science. We'll talk about that soon. Another recent headline-generating story has been the whole Storm Area 51 goofiness that took place this past weekend. We've talked about the Storm Area 51 thing on this show before, but for a quick summary, Storm Area 51 started as a joke by college student Matty Roberts. He created a Facebook event on June 27th titled, Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop All of Us. Roberts later acknowledged that he created the event as a joke after watching Area 51 whistleblower Bob Lazar and filmmaker Jeremy Corbell on the Joe Rogan experience. But still, millions of people said they were going to this event. The media went crazy with the story. The military and local authorities got freaked out, and local residents were unhappy at the thought of millions of people descending on their properties in the rural Nevada desert. The event quickly morphed into a festival which then morphed into three separate events. Then, just a week or so before the scheduled September 20th main event, Maddie Roberts pulled out of the event he'd been co-planning with the proprietors of The Little Alien in Rachel, Nevada, citing safety concerns and doubts that the area could support such an event. You know, reasons that everybody pointed out from the very start. But for some reason, it took Maddie that long to figure it out for himself. So he slopped together a music festival in downtown Las Vegas. Although the few thousand people who turned out for these events had a fun, silly weekend, the whole debacle is largely considered a flop. And many of the resulting headlines haven't sugarcoated it either. Quote, Storm Area 51 brings fewer alien enthusiasts than authorities expected. End quote. Quote, Area 51 storming to see aliens fails to materialize. End quote. And, quote, Storm Area 51 base camp ends early due to low attendance, end quote. Just a few of the headlines that paint the unfortunate picture. I seriously doubt anybody thought three million people would show up. But, I mean, fewer than one percent turned out for these parties. Still, the creator of all this, Matty Roberts, is loving his 15 minutes right now. He was eating up all the media attention this weekend, proudly proclaiming that he's received widespread interest from club owners around the country, so he's taking his alien stock event on the road. Look, I personally don't have a problem with fun alien-themed festivals. I think events like this certainly serve a purpose, and they can be a blast for people like me who are fascinated by the UFO ET topic. I frequently mention my opinion that the social aspect of UFO conferences is perhaps the most valuable element of those conferences. People love being around other like-minded individuals, being able to listen to and share stories and really just be loud and proud. The stigma surrounding the UFO topic leaves many people feeling like they have to keep their UFO ET interests hidden from friends and family. When they attend a UFO conference or other UFO-related gatherings, 
like the Storm Area 51 events, these people feel like they can let their hair down and just be themselves. That's awesome, and that's why I think there's tremendous value in events like this. But the Storm Area 51 thing was doomed from the start, stemming from a stupid call to storm a military base in hopes of obtaining UFO secrets. Of course, some people view Storm Area 51 as a great success because it forced aliens and UFOs into headlines around the world. And some even interpret the widespread media attention and the fact that millions of people said they were going to actually storm the base as some wonderful indication that the masses are rising up and demanding that the government disclose its UFO secrets. That interpretation seems like wishful thinking, especially when you look at just how few people followed through with even showing up to the events, and when you look at who showed up. These are largely people who were just looking to enjoy a silly weekend, snag some cool photos to post on Instagram, and feel free from judgment or ridicule for a brief moment. And people who made the trek out to the Nevada desert got that. They were part of a brief pop culture thing. I'm certainly not reading anything into the whole Storm Area 51 thing. To me, it's not a sign of growing interest in UFOs or extraterrestrials. Most people are interested in these topics in one way or another, and always have been. And we certainly didn't need Storm Area 51 to generate headlines about UFOs. There are always headlines about UFOs. And you can even argue that the stories about Storm Area 51 actually do more to reinforce the established notion that only weirdos and freaks like UFOs. But then, at the same time, we have a flood of headlines about the Navy commenting about UFOs. This latest flood of headlines was prompted by veteran UFO researcher John Greenwald, who on September 11th published a story on his website, theblackvault.com, titled, U.S. Navy releases dates of three officially acknowledged encounters with phenomena. Of course, the three encounters he's talking about here are those shown in the highly publicized videos released by To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science in December 2017 and March 2018, now known as the FLIR One, Gimbal, and Go Fast videos. According to Greenwald, Joseph Gratisher, who is the official spokesperson for the Deputy Chief of Naval Operations for Information Warfare, commented that, quote, the Navy considers the phenomena contained slash depicted in those three videos as unidentified, end quote. On September 17th, MJ Benias and Tim McMillan published a story on Vice.com about Greenwald's story titled, quote, the Navy says the UFOs in Tom DeLonge's videos are unidentified aerial phenomena, end quote. It's this article that generated headlines by media outlets around the world. Don't get hung up too much on all the hype being made about the Navy admitting UFOs are real. That's certainly not the case here. The military admitted and acknowledged the reality of UFOs long ago. The military does have a rich public history with UFOs. Even the term UFO was coined by the military by Captain Edward Ruppel, specifically in the early 1950s when he took over the Air Force's official UFO study, Project Grudge, which then became Project Blue Book. The Pentagon acknowledged its UFO program in recent years, and the Navy recently revamped its UFO reporting procedures. Yes, the military officially collects, investigates, and studies UFO incidents. Not something you do if UFOs aren't real. 
although some media outlets have excitedly reported that the Navy's recent statement is the first time the military has acknowledged a UFO case, a true unknown. Hey, that's the name of this show, Unknown. But that's beside the point. It's, it's just not the case. Just look back at the official studies conducted by the Air Force. Not only did Project Sign acknowledge unknown or unidentified objects, even went so far as to say that the most likely explanation for some UFOs was extraterrestrial spacecraft. And when Project Blue Book concluded, it listed 701 of their investigated cases as unknowns. The real news related to the recent story is the statement by the Navy spokesperson that the objects observed in these specific Navy videos are unidentified. It's always cool when officials make public statements related to UFOs. So this latest statement from the Navy is most certainly noteworthy. Of course, it's important to avoid letting our imaginations run wild. As I mentioned earlier, the statement provided to John Greenwald states, quote, the Navy considers the phenomena contained slash depicted in those three videos as unidentified, end quote. We can interpret the statement as saying a lot or saying a whole lot of nothing. This could mean that the Navy genuinely doesn't know what the objects are in these videos. But looking at the word unidentified, unidentified to whom? Clearly, the public doesn't know what those objects are. So that means they're unidentified. But it doesn't necessarily mean the Navy doesn't know. The public definitely doesn't know, though. So using the term unidentified here wouldn't technically be inaccurate. Statements from the military, like the recent ones from Navy spokesperson Joseph Gratisher, are carefully crafted. The words are chosen deliberately and carefully. We can take it at face value, but it certainly leaves the doors open for all sorts of speculation. Another quick thing to note about this recent statement from the Navy. Gratisher also states that, quote, the Navy has not released the videos to the general public, end quote. This is an interesting statement. It seemingly supports a comment provided by a Pentagon spokesperson earlier this year that states, quote, the videos were never officially released to the general public by the DOD and should still be withheld, end quote. To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science has always maintained that it went through the proper channels and successfully secured the release of these videos and for public distribution. But we've heard various conflicting statements from military and government spokespeople about this issue, not only conflicting with TTSA statements, but also conflicting with their own statements. The whole thing is a mess, and perhaps intentionally so. Again, looking at the words chosen by Gratisher, he states that the Navy didn't release the videos to the general public. From this, we could extrapolate that perhaps he's being clever. The DOD reportedly released the videos, not the Navy. Additionally, the videos were allegedly released to To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science, or perhaps even to Luis Elizondo personally, not to the general public. So in this case, the statement, quote, the Navy has not released the videos to the general public, end quote, could actually support TTSA's narrative. Again, these statements are carefully crafted and intentionally vague. They can be interpreted as saying a lot, while, in fact, 
they leave the door open for interpretation and speculation. Well, citizens, as we wrap up this episode, we invite you to come join us in the Rogue Planet Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Rogue Planet. We'd love to hear what you think about Storm Area 51, the Navy's UFO statements, or anything else UFO-related that's on your mind. You can always find more episodes of Unknown on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider so you're notified when we publish new episodes. And if you haven't done it already, it would be awesome if you could take a minute to rate and review Unknown on your favorite podcast platform. You can always find this show at RoguePlanet.tv because Unknown is a Rogue Planet production. RoguePlanet.tv is your home for all the strange. Big thanks to our talented friend and fellow Rogue Planeteer Caleb Hanks for the show's intro and outro music. Check out all his work at TheClerkChronicles.com. Thanks again for hanging out with me today. I'm Jason McClellan. Do me a favor, friends. Always treat the UFO subject with the cautious and responsible skepticism it deserves. Question everything. Have the courage to form your own opinions. Keep truth as the focus of your quest, even if the truth conflicts with your opinions. And, of course, stay strange.